Hello everyone and welcome to the Small Button Podcast with me, Finn, and I'm joined by Hannah. Hello, I'm Hannah. <laughs> and for today's episode, we're going to be talking about LGBT in gaming. Oh, that's very convenient because I am one of those members. Yeah, same. I am quite queer. <laughs> I am quite gay. <laughs> Perfectly we talk about this. Oh yes, uh, he likes men and I like women. <laughs> and to get that's all you need to know. <laughs> well, it's almost straight. It's like, yeah, but we're yeah. doing it in our own little, our own little camps. Yeah, it's, um, it's just in the opposite order than usual. But yeah, so yeah, the, the topic for this uh, podcast is LGBT in gaming and how that's obviously developed since the early days and now, basically, really, isn't it? Oh yeah, and what I find quite interesting is, uh, especially compared to film, because I did film studies. Mm-hmm. Now I in, did media studies, so. Yep. Uh, in film, there was, um, I think it's called the Hayes Code, or it used to be the Hayes Code, which was um, mm-hmm. a set of strict rules... This caused quite a lot of issues with film, and one of them was you couldn't show gay people, so you had yeah. what was called queer coding. But of yeah. course, gaming comes with the you know sort of the benefit, as it were, that I don't think that was ever a thing in gaming. Yeah, I was going to say gaming is quite close to the curve when it comes to that sort of thing. Like there are developers, there are game writers, there are characters in gaming that are within that LGBT umbrella. You can't show this certain person on there. It's like no, I'm going to show it because that's normal to me. Yeah, and it's been like that since quite surprisingly the 80s, actually. I was going to mention, I was going to say that I did a bit of research about what was the very first LGBT character in gaming that ever existed ever. And it was, I can't remember the name of the character now, but it was a floppy disk game in the late 80s, which was like a murder mystery, like an Agatha Christie type game. And the main character was a lesbian. I think her name was Vivian or Violet, I can't remember her last name. Definitely think I'm with V, I I know I'm right with her. But yeah, she was one of those uh, floppy disk text adventure games, I think it was. And the whole kind of like queerness of that character, it wasn't signposted from the outset. I believe there was there was another character in the game that's currently going through marital issues with their husband. But the reason why they're going through marital issues is that she actually fancies one of the other female characters. Or I think the female main character of the game, which is how it's coded that she's uh, not straight. So that's probably like the first like LGBT coded character that I've seen. I don't know about you, Hannah. Have you seen anybody? Have you seen what the any other early examples? Technically, there are quite a few. Further back you go, the less LGBT characters, but it's quite noticeable in each passing decade. There seems to be more and more games that introduce it. I agree with that. Yes, definitely. Uh, what I found really interesting while researching it is um, there was like sort of steady increase, steady increase. You get to the 2010s. Yeah. Boom. Literally, just like. Like, even up the late noughties into the 20s. Oh, hang on. Every, char- every game character will have... Every game, sorry, will have at least one LGBT character. Or coded character. Hi, Ghost. How are you? <laughs> Ghost just put his ball in my lap. Sorry, guys. I uh, know, oh, it's fine. I just... Um, <laughs> I just sent Dad out. <laughs> you just take your dad out of the podcast. Yes, I just kicked him out of the podcast. It's like, get out! I'm doing a podcast. I know, I just gave him that awkward look. <laughs> I, th- I, think I feel just sorry went- for your dad now. Bring him back. Bring him back in. Let him say hello to everyone and they can go. <laughs> oh, I think it's too late. I think he's left. I think he just wanted to know if I wanted the coffee. <laughs> I've just had one and now I want another one now. Well, if he comes back, I'll um, get him just to have him say, just have him say hello, and, and that's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, where were we? Anyway, um, um gaming. Oh yeah, so there's. I think there's definitely been a boom since yeah the late noughties, and then the 2010s. It sort of really went off. 
It did. Um, I was going to ask this question as well. Like, can you remember the first like queer coded character that you ever experienced in gaming? That's a good point, yeah. actually. Um, can't think of direct because I, I must admit a lot of the games I play tend to be sort of more like platformers and occasional JRPGs and things. So the main protagonist doesn't normally pair off anyway. My experience with LGBT characters is mostly in um, sort of more story-driven games. I really agree with that, yeah. Story-driven games tend to have a lot more kind of quick-headed characters. Definitely in my experience, I think. Yeah, and I think it's, um, I don't know, I think there's a correlation between um, decision-making and LGBT characters. Like, you can decide if your main protagonist is gay, effectively. That's true. Yeah, I was going to say the very first one that I remember um, making that decision of like, oh, I'm playing a cat, I'm going to be romancing a character that's not the same sex as the character I'm playing at the moment uh, was in Mass Effect. That was the first game I remember playing where you could actually choose whether you wanted to date a male or a female human yeah. or alien or humanoid uh, creature. I think that was quite a, a, the experience from a lot of people actually because honestly, was, uh, I haven't really played much, much of Mass Effect. Uh, can't speak now. Mass Effect. Gonna call it Mass Effect. It's like, yeah, so I love Mask Effect. I've not played much Mass Effect whilst I'm in the bath on the grass. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> Sorry. Um, Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> so with Math Effect, Mass right. Alright, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, in the first game, there was only two characters you could re- romance one male, one female, they're both human. In the second game, you can romance pretty much any member of your crew, um, male, female, or um, anything in between or outside um, of that. Um, I think I remember in my uh, first playthrough of Mass Effect 2, I romanced a character called Garrus uh, Vakalian, who is a, well, his species name is a Victorian. He's kind of a mix between like a lizard and a cat. Um, and he's like a space cop type thing. And I just like kind of like the the buddy like the buddy kind of buddy cop relationship you had with the main character, and um, so I ended up romancing that character. But yeah, have you got any uh, answers of what your first kind of like LGBT character in gaming was? Yeah, so going back onto that, um, this is going to sound like a very strange one because technically it's not an LGBT character because it's just your avatar. But uh, when Pokemon X and Y came out, go on. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> this will make sense, uh, which was the first like sort of handheld 3d pokemon game i remember but, it obviously you have like your set of rivals or they're all friendly rivals and not really proper rivals in that game mm. anyway i picked the female avatar because i normally go for the female avatar in games mm-hmm. uh, there's a scene involving fireworks and you're fe- one of the female sort of rival characters now the dialogue's obviously been designed mostly towards the male character the male avatar, I mean. Because, like, you're watching the fireworks together and this uh, girl's saying about, like, you know, oh, I really enjoyed watching the fireworks with you. And I'm thinking, like, is she coming on to me? <laughs> is this what relationship is? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I hardly know you. Uh, does my avatar swing this way? Um, like, that's, that's really quite sweet, actually. It's really, really, really nice. <laughs> um, so that, that's to do with an LGBT character directly and more just my imagination, like, picking up on subtext. I mean, like I said, the, the, you can pick up on any subtext you like. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a character that's um, specifically coded as being LGBT. But if you play that game and be like, well, that character's showing me some kind of signal that they would be uh, in that kind of area, then I'd accept that too. Yeah, so, well, you know, and get to know each other a bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Then after that, like um, an actual queer coded characters, we'll see first uh, Life is Strange game. I've heard a lot about Life is Strange. I think one of my friends streamed it ages and ages and ages ago. But that is a very popular one, I think, that I've heard that have got quite strong uh, lesbian characters in there or a lesbian relationship in that. Yeah, the main character Max can be with um, Chloe, and it's kind of like it's. I think it's obviously like the sort of canonical thing they were going for that those two would be um, romantically interested because it is a male character you can. Um, show some romantic interest in but i get the feeling they put that in as more of a caveat so like so, it's not like it doesn't serve the, the plot to go down that route you can do it if it's there basically yeah it's probably like um oh don't worry we've got a straight option just in case in case it gets a little bit too lgbt for people they've got that straight option as well if they want to go for the boring option uh, yeah um, <laughs> the very boring option i mean the gay option is the only option really you hear that, guys and girls, and those in between and outside? <laughs> that is the only option. <laughs> yes. Anyone else does not need to apply. <laughs> no, I mean... Uh, I do... Joke I'm joking. I... That's got a lot of irony there. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt any of us. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt any of us. <laughs> Sorry, no, go on. <laughs> I was going to say, joking aside, um, I do normally pick the gay option games. If I can. The interesting thing is, when I first played Mass Effect 2, I was playing as Femship, but I still pursued the male uh, romance options. I don't think I've actually played uh, Mass Effect with male Shep um, playing a, uh, romancing a male character, but I do want to go back to them because I don't think I've finished Mass Effect 3 yet, so I might do that for Mass Effect 3. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that's fair. Um, no, it's just, if it's the option. Um, well, there's some games where I wish there was an option for it, like, um, have you ever played Persona 5? I've heard of Persona 5, yeah. Okay, so I'm trying to think, I'm really bad at reading um, Japanese names. I mean, I'm bad at reading in a way because my dyslexia, but <laughs> I think that there's. Alpha doesn't make things easier. <laughs> doesn't make things easier, but I think there's a, there's another character called Yusuke, I think his name is. Yusuke, yeah? Yeah, sounds right, actually, yeah. Now, Yusuke, there's some real vibes there between him and the main character. Mm hmm. And um, I think actually one of my other friends noticed this and tried to look online and see if there's a way to romance him. Is it um, reciprocated, or is it just kind of like implied that he's into the main character, or the main character's into him, that sort of thing? The funny thing is, it's not meant to be. But I don't okay. know, it, it just gives off that vibe, I'm like, yeah, you know, Yusuke and the main character, these two totally... These totally, these totally would bang if they had to, if they had the option to. They would. And the inclination. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can only go for straight options in that game. That is disappointing. It is. Um, uh, I went well, for the sexy doctor because I fancied her. You know what, each to their own. If there are sexy dots are on there, then go ahead. <laughs> oh God, she performs like slightly illegal experiments on you. That's totally my cup of tea. Oh, okay, so it's kind of a little bit of danger there as well. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I love the slight sense of danger. I mean, she's doing it for a good reason. It's not like some kind of evil doctor kind of thing. She does mean to, to um, progress science and research. Hmm? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, you know, I'd be quite happy to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Garris, if you're there, <laughs> if you're out there, I'm available. Uh, I'm not available, but I might be available. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome to the uh, which fictional characters does Hannah fancy? <laughs> Today's which fictional character would you bang? The podcast. <laughs> yes, um, my personal Hello. favourite is Cat from Gravity Rush. <laughs> <laughs> totally I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. my, um, you know, if she was real. If she was real, she would be the one. Yep, she she would be the one. She's adorable, but um, uh, I think we're going on to a different type of podcast. We're going on a wild tangent. Let's go back, course correct, back to the podcast. 
Yes. About LGBT in gaming. Yep, back to LGBT. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But anyway, yeah, that's um, another example, I think. Anyway, the Persona 5 example, not me wanting to date cat. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that's just a side note for everyone to... That's a side note for everyone. On the back of their minds, yeah. I think that's an example of, um, you know, the fans can see it, but the developers don't put it in. That's the kind of thing. Like, I like the fact that there are video games and not necessarily video games, there are media out there where fans can put their own spin on characters and be like, well, I personally identify with this character, even though they don't show any kind of signs of being under the umbrella. It's like, I identify with this character or I really like this character's, like this character in this game, that I'm going to say that this character is, uh, that I'm, what can I say now? Um, I, I identify with this character so much that um, I consider this character the same as me, or like is it within the same kind of umbrella as me? I think you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, I, mean, I fumbled that. <laughs> no, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's because you in the games. I mean, you're playing as the main character. You're putting yourself in that universe. So of course you want the main character to affect yourself. Of course, of course, yes, exactly. And it's kind um, of part of the immersion as well. It is. Um, a good example as well is a bit of representation that doesn't get much representation in most forms of media, I don't think, is um, asexual. True. You're very, very true, yeah. I've got asexual friends as well, but if you tr- if you ask me to name one asexual person in the media, that's like popular and stuff like that, it's like, I couldn't tell you one. Course... Especially in video games, I couldn't tell you one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only example I could find is, according to uh, one of my ace friends, is, um, is it Outer Worlds? I think it's called Outer Worlds. Outer so. Worlds, yeah, I've yeah, heard but, of that, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she mentioned there's a character in there that's, um, they don't refer to its ace, but the feelings the character expresses is noticeably asexuality. Very coded towards asexuality. Yeah, that uh, really helps sort of validate my friend in that game, because it's like you're, the main character you're playing as can also reciprocate that as well. That's that's the thing that I was trying to think of, is the validation. It's feeling validated, having a character that uh, mirrors your own feelings and your own kind of thoughts about um, your own kind of like identity. Um, it doesn't have to be sexuality, it can be just identity. It's a, it's a validation thing. It's like, okay, this person oh, gets totally. me. Yeah, it's like... So I wouldn't mind a bit more sort of like ace representation because while I don't identify as ace, I identify as um, demisexual as well, which is um, I'm effectively ace unless I have a good emotional bond with someone. Oh, okay, yeah, I get if, that. If that makes sense. Like, uh, yeah, like I said, um, I identify as gay, but my husband is technically pansexual, but he just happens to be married to a gay man. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, and then obviously that's all fine. Demisexual is one of those awkward ones where um, I think it'd be kind of hard to portray anyway, but um, it's one of those uh, sexualities where people are like, oh, isn't that how everyone feels? Like, no, I don't think you understand. I don't have sexual feelings unless I have a strong emotional bond. Um, come uh, both at the same time. I can't just be like one or the other, I think. Oh, yeah, it's, um... At least it's a fictional character. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that's quick to bond, but, um... Yeah, you know, like, in real life, it's like, uh, people will point out, like, oh, that person's attractive. I'm like, oh, I wonder what their personality's like. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of, like, really true as well. It doesn't get often mentioned as well, like, when people are in relationships or wanting to get into a relationship, that sort of thing, uh, the media puts a lot of pressure on, like, the nitty-gritty, like, the sexuality side of it. Um, but they don't really—they don't really touch on like whether the person's got a good personality and whether that's a good thing. Um, before going into the nitty-gritty thing, it's always very uh, much into the: are they having sex? Um, it's like that's not the important thing. It's like the connection is the important thing. Then everything else comes around that. Yeah, which is um, there was a point of me bringing that up as well. Being a bit sort of honest about myself was I was going to say I think it'd be nice if that was more represented in gaming and probably media as a whole because I think exactly, there's. Yeah. 
particularly with two women, there's this um, sort of, how to word it nicely, um, I'm just going to say it's over-sexualisation. Like, yeah. For some reason, when people see like a same-sex couple, they don't think, oh, they have a nice romantic bond. Is oh, I wonder who's on top. Yeah, that's always <laughs> the first conversation. Is like in the gay relationship, it's always like, well, who's the man? Who's the woman? It's like that's not exactly. even that's, that's, that's not, not even relevant to my current. Uh, that's not even relevant to my um, identity and sexuality. So why are you even asking it? That's well, yeah, exactly. And it's like, um, no, it's not inherently sexual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fact, I said, you know, asexuals. It's quite literally not. <laughs> Yep, that's the the one main thing as well. Um, yeah, or you can have um, aromantic, which is um, like no romantic attraction. Like, yep. There's loads um, of ways to be. That's why it's a nice rainbow. There's loads of ways to be, and you're abs- you're equal. Uh, you're equally accepted in um, whatever you fall on that rainbow, or don't fall on the rainbow, but you're equally accepted. Oh yeah, no, I, I accept all the rainbow. No, it's so I think that could be. As I said you know that's definitely an aspect that can be more so, but I think it's good that throughout history of gaming anyway does seem to be quite a good equal parts um gay and lesbian i didn't notice it uh, lean particularly towards one direction or the other yeah it's been quite a, a evenly split kind of um spattering of um gay and lesbian characters in video games definitely yeah um unfortunately in the past though, there were sort of like a bit of censorship occasionally oh yeah whenever they whenever there's a um a queer coded character in anything there's always some kind of call for censorship or there's always some hello um, sorry, ghost came in. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. There's always someone who's like, I, c- I don't like this, less of this, please, regardless of the context. I know, I found quite a funny example from 1989's uh, Fantasy Star 2, which uh, on. made me laugh. So it's um, a character who's, um, admittedly I haven't played this, it's just during my research. There's a character who teaches a particular technique to progress the um, game. He will charge the male characters cheaply because he thinks they look cute in the Japanese version. Likes, yeah. In the English version, he says it's because they look smart. Yes, of course, because everyone wants to be told that it looks smart. And I'm thinking, <laughs> right, so he'll teach the males in the English version because they look smart, so he became gay to a sexist. Pretty much, it sounds like it, yeah. They've completely, like, completely stripped it back to, like, okay, uh, the straight, her- 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 straight heteronormative is what they're trying to look for, is the only way of being. And that is just so boring oh definitely very very boring <laughs> I, I just thought it was quite a funny example um another example of like bit censorship which I'm, i didn't really mind being removed because it was probably insulting anyway mm-hmm. is in um streets of rage 3 or bare knuckle 3 as it's called in japan there's this um character you can fight at one point which is i think his name's ash if i'm right who's extremely flamboyant tight clothing i think he has like a little male symbol necklace I've seen this. It's the one that looks like a leather daddy, basically. Yes, he's a leather daddy and uh, cries yeah. when you defeat him. <laughs> I've seen this as well. Yeah, I think it did get censored, didn't it? it so it was less flamboyant. <laughs> I think they just removed him in um, the English versions. You can actually play as him in the Japanese one, if I remember right. I, I do definitely remember seeing some footage of someone playing and having the that that enemy that looks like a leather daddy like being an enemy in the game. I do remember seeing footage of it. Um, I don't think I've ever played it, though. Yeah, I can sort of see the censorship, but it's one of those things where I almost think it's so outlandish. It's quite f- it goes to comical territory. Yeah, it's that kind of like falling back on the um, the LGBT character being comic relief. Yes. Um, it obviously by nowadays that's a very outdated view, but oh, um, definitely in I'm the nineties not... it was one of the things that like the 
the LGBT Koji character has to be either the Sonic Relief, the villain, or um, hello, hi ghost, um, or <laughs> not ghost, has to be either the Comic Relief, the villain, or um, the weird one, or the one that doesn't fit in. Yeah, so I definitely think that was a more prevalent in the past, um, especially yeah. in villain characters. Definitely, yeah. Well, sometimes they just change um, the character identity completely. Like, um, is it Birdo? Um, Super Birdo, yeah, yeah. Birdo is, um, I think, in one in the very first game, um, their code is being um, trans, being trans, yeah. And then in other manuals, their code is being. Um, I think one manual said that the Birdo was uh, misgendered it as being a woman, um, when actually uh, in other manuals it's like, oh, Birdo is a man who likes to dress up like a uh, a woman, which again still not really the right word. Um, but um, it's kind of a, a bit of a confusion of like the game manuals not being able to correctly identify Birdo being trans. <laughs> yeah, they, um, so I think it was worded in, I think it's the Japanese manual words along the lines of um, he thinks he's a woman. That's it, that's what, he's, that's what the manual says. It's like, ah, uh, see what you're going for, but that's not quite right. But then I think they've, um, I can't remember if they've changed um, him to her. They've got rid of the trans thing entirely. After that first game, second game. I think they have, but I don't think they've even mentioned the identity of uh, Birdo. They're just, Birdo is there, but their identity is never mentioned. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. They've actually, like, completely backpedaled, or they're just like, yeah, we just won't talk about it. I think it's basically that. I think they've basically just gone, like, I'm not going to talk about that. It's just Birdo is there. Birdo Birdo doesn't need to have an identity. This is not me. This is, I'm air quoting. Birdo doesn't need to have an identity, so therefore we're not going to mention it. But yeah, I think it's nice the Birdo is like one of the fill-ins in the second game, so... You know. Yeah. And I think, judging by the way it's written in the manuals, it's meant to be like funny thing, like, huh, he thinks he's a woman. It's like... <laughs> Comic relief again, aren't they so funny, these LGBT guys and girls, and um, those in between or outside. <laughs> oh yes, isn't hilarious when people um, don't identify as how you think they should. <laughs> oh, it's so hilarious, isn't it? When will they learn? Ah, oh, those silly people. No. <laughs> uh, quick disclaimer: obviously, these do not reflect our viewpoints. This is very thick irony. We do not condone what we are saying. <laughs> no. I support. No, 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 no. We support everyone. We support everybody, every single one. Everyone is equal. Unless you're not, as long as you're not hurting anyone. Uh, or harm anyone in any way, everyone is equal. Oh yeah, I think that goes without saying. Yeah. I mean, obviously if you have intention to um, set me on fire, I might not be so accepting. Yeah, no, that, and again, that would fall under the umbrella of if you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's fine. <laughs> I don't accept that as a medical condition either. No, no, there's no, not really a way you can explain that away, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know why I called that a medical condition. Like, I just need to set people on fire. <laughs> That, that's or like I'll die. <laughs> it's uh, what was it arson? I'm trying to think of like the Latin name for it. Um, <laughs> I can't think of it. There's a funny joke in here somewhere, but I can't think of it. I'm just sort you of can make your own jokes in the comments or wherever you're listening to this podcast. You make your own jokes. Fill yes. that in. What is the medical condition of needing to set people on fire? Everyone has those moments where you just want to set that person on fire because of whatever menial thing they did to you. You wouldn't mm. ever do it. But... <laughs> You'll think it very, very hard. Yes. Yes, you will. But anyway, um... <laughs> going more forward, I'm going to jump ahead, because obviously uh, we've gotten a lot better at um, recitation anyway. Yes, we have. We have done. I was going to say something, but if you've got something, I'll wait for you. 
I think what needs to be improved now is I still feel that um, it's a little bit hidden slightly or sidelined. Like it's always yeah, an I, option rather than at the forefront. I definitely uh, believe you on that. Yes, it's definitely kind of like a, oh, um, if you want to be not heteronormative, then there is the option for you. Um, but it's never like this character is gay, this yes. character is trans, this character is uh, lesbian, this character is bi, this character is demisexual, this character is asexual, uh, this character is questioning. It's never that. It's always heteronormative with the option. Yeah, and it's always the most obvious option. Yeah, it does like, tend to be that. I found it quite annoying in the uh, the quarry where um, there is a bi male character and there's a, um, a gay character. I think it's Dylan and uh, Ryan, I think their names are. Yeah. But to get the option between those two, it's, it's kind of a bit more hidden. You know, There's like a few more dialogue boxes before it's sort of like, oh, Dylan's um, gay and Ryan's bi. And the two can share a kiss, but again, that's you have to select particular options, and the kiss they have is like a little bit more off-screen, like they don't want to show it off. Yeah, it's kind of like I, they they know what they're doing with it, but they know that if they put it on uh, screen, then obviously it's going to have either the ratings going to go up because that's always fun, or um, someone's going to have an outrage about it. Yeah, well, all the sort of hetero relationships are all very at the forefront, like they show the full kissing with any sort of heteronormative relationships and I think the initiator is uh, one of the relationships between two characters where the one wants to move on because it was a summer fling and the other one's not ready to so he gets everyone to be stuck at the campsite. So I find it annoying that that's you know like that's all shown at the forefront but the gay stuff is like hidden back over here like don't worry it's here it's just over there. It's there. Look, look. We've got we've got one of the characters from the from the from the umbrella. We've got them here. We've got them here. But that's all you need to look at them. Now look at the straight people. Look at the straight people. Don't look at them. Look at the straight people. Yeah. Ooh. Aren't they? Aren't they shiny? <laughs> look at them. They're so straight. They're so straight and shiny. <laughs> you know, there's always room for improvement. We can go further, I believe. Of course. I was going to say as well. We've kind of like hiding um, the gayness of characters. Um, there, another one would be, and I've just thought about as well, would be Overwatch. There's a lot of um, LGBT characters in Overwatch, but their identity is very much kind of like it's an afterthought. It's an act, it's an addition to the right. game. It doesn't impact, it doesn't impact the game in any way, which they perform it. Just an extra bit of backstory. So, for instance, Tracer is coded as being a lesbian. Soldier seventy two is coded as being gay or having a gay relationship in the past. And I think there is other characters as well. I can't remember. I'm not going to mention them because I can't remember the, uh, what their identities are. But there are other characters in that game that are identifying as other LGBT uh, identities. That's a terrible sentence. But it's very much kind of like in the background, kind of in addition to the game, but not impacting the game. Yeah, exactly. I feel they sometimes sort of like tag on. But then you've also got other people who are like, oh, it's too much in our faces. It's like, is it? It's not. It's like not saying, that, really. that particular example is like it's not even in your faces. You don't even know about their identities unless you read the law outside. Like I said, Tracer doesn't go into the game and be like, "Hi, I'm a lesbian," or Soldier Seventy Seventy Two doesn't go into the game and be like, "I really like men." It's like it's not like in your face at all. It's kind of like if you want to look into the avenues, look into the backstory, that sort of thing. It's there, but it's not like the game. Well, yeah, exactly, and. I think it goes to show quite how, as I said, there's a reason why it's called heteronormative, is like, people are so used to it, it's the default, air quotes. It is the default option, yeah. As every, as... every every character is coded as being straight until told otherwise, or shown otherwise. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's why people think there's suddenly this influx of, like, it feels to some people that everyone's suddenly gay because they're actually being yeah. shown. <laughs> the, like... the, the alternative look at it is basically that 
people feel like every single character has to have a non-straight thing about them or an LGBT thing about them. It's like, that's not necessarily the truth. It might be that that character always had that in them, but they didn't feel comfortable showing it until that episode or that game or that particular narrative beat, that sort of thing. Hello. Hi, Ghost. Have you got an opinion on this? No. <laughs> He's just left the room. <laughs> he oh, has no dear. opinions. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't approve. His opinion is play with me. That's his opinion, and that's his. That's where it's going to end. Oh, that's, that's fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. My cat Onyx doesn't really have an opinion on the subject. Um, she eats any flags I bring home. So maybe she she does have an opinion on it, and her opinion is that it's tasty. Yes, well, she so far she's eaten a uh, lesbian flag, a rainbow flag, and a ace flag. I wonder which one she thinks uh, is better. Like, which one does she prefer? <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't really ask for opinion afterwards. I just took the photo before. <laughs> <laughs> took a photo before they got ripped to shreds. <laughs> Probably wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of think that the lesbian flag came out the best, so maybe that's her identity. Like. I like this because mummy likes this and yes. I'm happy to be lesbian. <laughs> yes, look, mum, I'm gay too. <laughs> really sweet. <laughs> yeah, she's quite adorable. Um, but uh, yeah, so back to sort of <laughs> heteronormative and the more serious subject then. Oh, pets let's, go, let's go back to straight stuff. Um, pets can be gay. You uh, can get totally gay dogs. Can. You can get gay cats. You can get gay penguins. You can get gay any animal. Which is another argument some people make. It's like, oh, it's not part of nature. It's like, yeah, it totally is. <laughs> totally is. And all throughout history as well, there have been uh, very uh, prominent historical figures that have been not straight as well. The Greeks were always other, so they weren't straight as well. There were a lot of um, ancient Greeks and I think Vikings as well. There were a load of uh, gay Vikings as well. Oh, totally. Hello. Ghost. Ghost agrees. Ghost agrees um, that the Greeks <laughs> were gay. <laughs> so it's not a new... 21st century thing. It's been around for decades. No, and, no, yeah. I'm I'm personally happy to see it get more and centuries. And, more and centuries, yeah, more more and more represented represented in games. I can't speak tonight. <laughs> One of those days I couldn't speak earlier. On, so. <laughs> ah, and I couldn't get this the title of the podcast out earlier on. So it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, so in terms of obviously like characters in games like that and how they've progressed, obviously. Not so much that first one I thought of, but um, it's definitely become, it's been, it's definitely been a shift from like um, LGBT characters being the villains or being the weird ones or being the comic relief and coming into more like fully-fledged characters having their own personalities and their own lives and that sort of thing. That's what Uh, I got from it. Like there's definitely been a good aggression there. Definitely. It's feeling like a three-dimensional character rather than a a caricature. Yes, especially when it comes to sort of like trans characters and gender queer characters. It's gone from like, oh, lol, aren't they funny? To, oh, they're actually fully developed people. Yes. You know. uh, I thought of another option as well. I'm sure I can't believe we've missed until this point, but Eddie from Last of Us. Oh, yes, um, of course. The really obvious one. <laughs> the really, really obvious one that everyone's been ignoring, but uh, Ellie is a very big, very popular um, lesbian coded character and, and a very, very popular game series as well. I think that has sent waves uh, since uh, the Ellie has uh, been a character on the scene. I don't think there has been a character like that before Last of Us or no, Last of Us Part 2. I think that has left us still like a huge impact on people. What I think is really nice is uh, we're saying about validation earlier. Yeah. It, I think it's uh, particularly in gaming where you are the main character, as it were, because you play as the main character, you're in control. It's your yeah. story that you craft. 
I think it's so important for people's identity to be validated in game. Absolutely, absolutely. It's gone a long way between like I'm controlling this character and getting to another level to this character is this this character is. <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that would have been really eloquent as well if I actually managed to get the sense of that coffin. Um, <clears throat> This character is called Clive, and they're uh, bi, and they're uh, 13, and, and um, they think everything is amazing, and all that sort of thing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> more of a fully fledged character rather than just a caricature. Hi, guys. That's a good way of wording it, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Would have been better if I could finish the sentence without coughing, but it's fine. <laughs> we got there in the end. <laughs> you almost managed to make a sentence there. Yay, you can fake cannons for me. <laughs> yes, yeah, um... English is both our first languages, surprisingly. You wouldn't guess. You wouldn't guess it from this co- this podcast today, would you? <laughs> <laughs> a podcast. That's a new one. A podcast. Yeah, we just talk about fish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, trout. So, how many? <laughs> how many uh, gay fish have you seen in video games recently? Well, I don't know. Um, I suspect that game Seaman for um, the Sega Dreamcast may have had some. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Probably name. Some. There's probably some hidden away in the Aquaman, the video game, um, at some point, definitely, probably, I don't know. Oh, come on, Aquaman um, is totally camp. Yes, he, he definitely is. He can't get away from that, he is. I think Dad's coming in for a coffee. That's a weird place for him to come in. Hello, Dad. Hi, Hannah's Dad. He, he can't hear you because you're on my headphones. Uh, I'm just saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> Finn says hi. Hello, Finn. You've probably heard that. He's bringing in the coffee and a cookie. Ooh, um, how do you take your coffee? Uh, hot and black. Oh, okay. I take my milky with uh, two sugars. I was going to say something very rude then, but I'm not going to. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I know what you were saying in my head. And I think a lot of people at home would have heard it as well. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, that's the um, dad cameo for the episode done. Bye, Hannah's dad. Everyone say bye, bye, Hannah's dad. There are going to be people listening on the bus who are going, bye, Hannah's dad. And everyone around them will be like, who's Hannah? Where is their dad? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Who is this Hannah? (laughs) Who is this Hannah? And how can I meet her dad? <laughs> well, tell you what, you know, Hannah's dad is going to become a huge celebrity. That's actually his name. It's going to become the Small Bottom Podcast with Hannah's dad featuring Hannah and Finn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going to rename this. Yes. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> just be like, instead of the Mocky Drive being on the cover, it'll just be our faces like hidden behind like a like, really close-up image of your dad's face. An uncomfortably <laughs> close image. An uncomfortable image of your dad's face. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get distracted again. Welcome back to the, the podcast. <laughs> yes, welcome back to the Easily Distracted Podcast. Hi. <laughs> I'm Easily and she's distracted. Yes. <laughs> we try and do a really serious podcast, but then we get distracted by every little thing in our room. <laughs> but yes, <clears throat> Frank, let's, to go back to where we were originally. Yep, uh, rewind the tape. <laughs> Rewind the tape again. This is gonna. This sound effects gonna get really worn out. But we're gonna rewind again. Uh, <laughs> do you think um, there'll always be a struggle uh, to get LGBT characters in video games, or do you think now, obviously, things have opened up now and feels a bit more accepted that there there wouldn't be a kind of barrier to entry, shall we say? I think that's a really good question. I think in the Western sort of audience, anyway, I think it's going to be a lot easier to have LGBT characters. Well, obviously, there's a lot of countries yeah. that don't accept them, and it depends on where the games be marketed to how obvious the characters are going to be. That's um, very true. If That's that very makes true. sense to my listeners, I'm sure there's a better way to word that. But it's not a video game related thing. But one of the obvious things I can think of in terms of like censorship in other countries is the anime Sailor Moon 
Uh, there are yes. two characters in Sailor Moon that are coded as being lesbians, but in they're the... They're just cousins. In the UK one, they're just cousins. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing going on about them at all. They're just cousins. They're just very close. Very, very uh, close cousins. Very, very close cousins. Uh, Remember, yes. kids, incest good. Gay's bad. Uh, they'd rather have a character that's coded as being incestuous than have a character that's coded as being gay or lesbian. Exactly. It's, it's very <laughs> that. But yeah, exactly. That's a, a lot of words in this episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ah, hope you got the censorship ready. We're going to wear out the the uh, record scratch uh, sound effects, and we're going to wear out the uh, the bleeping button as well. <laughs> if I end up editing this episode myself, I'm just going to bleep you at points where you weren't even swearing. <laughs> it would just be like Hannah will be doing the podcast, where it's just Hannah's voice, and I'm just bleeping the whole thing. <laughs> and this is everyone's going to think my voice is a bleeping sound. Yes, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> no, um. um but, yeah. yeah, so I think there's... I think it will steadily improve, but I think it's going to be a long time before we get to a point where sort of um, LGBT characters are shown as prominently, I can say that word properly, as um, heteronormative characters. I think, I mean, I would love... I would, like, I'm looking forward to the day when there is a game that's out where it's like every character is coded as LGBT or... Uh, if there are, obviously, there will be straight characters in there, but... The main focus is it's not on a, a heteronormative narrative or whatever. I'm sure there are games out at the moment that do do that, but I'm hoping obviously those games have to get more popularity and more prevalence uh, in the future, that sort of thing. Because no, we do, do as well. we do exist. Um, we are here. We're not going anywhere. And so it'd be nice obviously to have some um, representation, some validation, that sort of thing. Yeah, and contrary to um, what corporations seem to think, we're not um, just queer during Pride Month. Yeah, but... I was going to say that as well. Like, there are a load of companies that are like, let's put a rainbow on everything. Okay, July, uh, not July, um, June's June. over. Everyone, just, everyone, go back to the original boring colours. Don't care about the rainbow anymore. F*** the rainbow. I'm going back to the original colours. The gays are over. Yes, well, um... it's like Christmas <laughs> decorations, you know? Like, yes. I, just... <laughs> I take like... my gay out once a year. <laughs> It's gay Christmas is over now, everyone. We're going back to the regular Christmas. Go back to the original, original drab colours. We don't need to know about uh, all this gay equality or anything like that. We're going back to the original colours. Yep. No, don't, I need, don't... I need to pat the gay away. <laughs> need to pat the gays away. <laughs> <laughs> Put them away for next year. Yes. <laughs> what? Well, they do call it coming out, so. <laughs> It was so fun the first time. I'd come out again. <laughs> you really don't feel that. Um. <laughs> also, on a quick side note, we've been referring to these characters being um, sort of LGBT coded. Yeah. I think that's quite literal in this case because they are game characters, so they are coded. Exactly. You see, it all comes full circle. <laughs> and they do call us gamers, so. With a Y. The Y is very important. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've also thought of another one as well, another, game, another video game character um, representing one of the LGBT rainbow that's not often spoken about. In the game Near Automata, there is a character, um, I can't remember their name, it's going to annoy me now because my husband's going to know what the name of the character is and he's not here yet, who is technically intersex. So they, I don't think they were born with, with uh, a sexual, a sexual organs at birth, or they were born with, I'm, I hope I'm not getting this wrong. Um, they were either not born with sexual organs at birth, or born with part or both, or whatever. But there's a character in Neo Automata who is technically an intersex character, so they dress as a female, but they are technically male, and that sort of thing. I think I've completely butchered that identity, and I do apologise if I have. But there is a character in Neo Automata that does fall into that category. Actually, well, sorry. <laughs> 
now and that's I mean that's another identity that doesn't get explored enough is um, sort of intersex or non-binary or any of that really gender fluid that sort of thing yeah because I, I like learning about people anyway mm-hmm. so even like obviously we, we know enough about sort of heteronormative and stuff but I've been quite happy to play as a non-binary or intersex character because like sure I'd love to know um, things from their perspective I'm sure like I said, that's a very underrepresented um, underrepresented I can't speak area of uh, the fa- area of the uh, umbrella that doesn't get much um representation Ex- representation or exposure Definitely. and it would be interesting to get like a, their view on that sort of thing well no and it yeah. would be interesting and again we'll say about validation early it's like you lot are valid everybody is valid everyone's everybody valid. Is welcome here like, i'm trying to think of like any characters that i can think of in the video games that is either gender fluid non-binary or what's the one doesn't show any gender or genderless and i can't <sighs> think of a single one I can think which is of... It's really sad. I can think of um, some characters which um, are not obvious, I guess. Or um, I guess it would be gender genderqueer for um, the... Have you ever played Earthbound? I've heard of it, I've not played it, but I, I know what you I mean. I asked you this last time. But anyway, um, Earthbound 2 slash Mother 3, because it was called Mother in Japan. Uh, there's this um, like race of characters which are... Um, they're neither male nor female. They kind of look like um, they're in drag. They're, they're, they're quite good characters, actually. That was good. That's I good. think they would be counted as genderqueer because they're not um, they're non-conformative. Okay, they don't yeah. identify identify as male, female, or anything really. The only thing I've, I've just had a thought actually, there's one that I can think of that might be considered as gender fluid or at the very least trans, uh, at the very least trans, and it's not a very flattering character though, um, which would be uh, Rennie in uh, GTA Vice City Stories, who is right. a film director who keeps getting sex changes. So it's not a very flattering view, but uh, it is a character that's coded under the umbrella. I've just thought of. Yeah, there's definitely not many examples. Um, I'm sure there's an obscure RPG out there missing. I'm sure there is. I'm not saying obviously there's none, but I'm saying out of the ones I can think of, I can't think of one that would fall under that umbrella. And but I there think should that be. There should be, like, you should be able to think of something at the top of your head about having to, like, really, like, dig deep think for it. Think about it. it. Yeah, like, definitely. It's like I mentioned Earthbound 2 slash Mother 3, and it's like that game didn't even have an English translation. That was a fan translation I played. Um, oh, really? Yes. Awesome. So. You know that doesn't that wasn't even played by many people over here. That's like a cult following. That's cool then. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh, well, I do recommend the fan translation for people. It's very good. Please do search that out wherever you can search it. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about the Earthbound series or Mother series. Yes. Um, um, although I will warn you, um, Earthbound Two slash Mother Three. Um, it's very melancholy. Quite sad. It, I um, found it quite sad. Anyway, welcome to game recommendations. <laughs> welcome to game recommendations. Yeah. Um, but, I think that's. All I'm thinking of at the moment. So have you got any other things to add, Hannah? Um, trying to think if I've got any other things I was going to bring up, really. Because obviously, I can go through sort of trivia of what was changed from one place to another, or um, how it's changed over the years. But I think we've covered it quite well. All yeah. Our perspectives quite well. I'm going to be optimistic and hope that queer representation continues to improve as gaming moves forward, and we have more in-depth stories and 3D characters than we've ever had. And I'm all for I it. Definitely echo that. Yeah. It's it's, it's nice. As a clip. I'm all. Always, I'm always like it always makes me feel good when when a gaming company or a game comes out with characters that aren't heteronormative and they are celebrated they're not just like oh we've got these two it's more like they're celebrated for being themselves or celebrated for their personalities rather than rather than their identities or their sexuality I, I really like I said I really love games like that so, so I hope there's more of those in the future I'm sure there is I'm sure there's a lot of ones that are being made at the moment but I look forward to the future for more yeah I, I'm actually very confident there's going to be and I think the more it goes on, 
the more that happens, the more validation people get, and that's always good in my books. Always good. Right, well, I hope that everyone's enjoyed this episode or the Small Button Podcast. This was the LGBT episode. We talked about a lot of things today. Even if we did go off topic occasionally. (laughs) We went off topic probably more times than we were on topic, but that's fine. It's absolutely fine. It gives us more to work with. (laughs) And these guys are listening at home. These people that are listening at home probably really enjoyed it. (laughs) Well, hopefully they did. Please join us for uh, next podcast where we'll be having a bit of a spookier episode with horror games. I'm going to put my Halloween costumes on. I'm going to feel a little bit more spooky. I'm going to horror. Ooh, and I'm going to be digging out my Resi clones because when else am I going to have an excuse to talk about my weird, obscure ones? I feel like it's going to be a very Hannah-heavy episode. (laughs) Ooh, I have a lot of weird games. (laughs) I look forward to it. And I Um, hope you do at home too. Until next time. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.